Section 14 of The Vegetable Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Denny Sayers. The Vegetable Garden by Ida Dandridge Bennett. Chapter 10 Root Vegetables. Part 1. Root vegetables form an important part of the garden supply, and differ somewhat from those vegetables which produce heads, pods, or edible foliage, in that they, as a general thing, mature later. Some of the varieties, like parsnips and salsify, remain in the earth until the following spring, when they are at their best. Others, like the beet and radish, are among the earliest available vegetables for the table, radishes being ready to use in from three to four weeks after sowing, and beets for greens in a little longer time. The preparation of the ground for root crops should be deep and thorough, and ploughing is preferable to spading. All weed roots, which are not thoroughly buried by the plough, and show above ground after dragging, should be pulled out by hand and consigned to the compost heap. The ground should be disc-harrowed, dragged, and raked to as fine a condition as possible. I like to have the ground lie a few days after being prepared before planting, in order that it may settle somewhat, and if a rain follows the preparation, all the better. Land moist from rain will not need to be tramped down over the seed, as will be absolutely necessary in the case of dry soil. As a general thing, root crops should not succeed each other, but be rotated with vine or leaf crops. Root crops leave nothing in the soil and take largely from it. Vines and other forms of vegetables leave a large proportion of the growth to be returned to the soil, and are, for this reason, less exhaustive of fertility. Of course, this is not of as much moment on the limited area of the kitchen garden, whose fertility is easily maintained by the application of animal fertilizers and the hummus from a compost heap which the debris of a town lot will maintain, but in acreage planting it is of great importance. Beets Sow beet seeds as early in the spring as the ground may be worked up fine and mellow. Light, well-enriched soil suits them best. The seed should be sown in drills, one foot apart, sowing the seed an inch deep, and treading down the rows. When the plants are large enough, thin out to stand four to six inches apart in the rows. Keep them free from weeds and the soil soft and mellow by frequent cultivation. If wanted for greens, sowing of seed may be made every two weeks up to the middle of August, or if but an early crop of greens is wished, the ground may be used for late peas when the beets are out of the way. Directions for Cooking Beets Beet Greens For this delicious dish of greens, the young beets are used from a half inch in diameter up to an inch, or a little larger. They should be perfectly fresh, 
and in dressing them about three inches of the top should be left on. Boil in salted water until tender, and dress with butter, pepper, and salt, and serve hot, passing the vinegar with them. Baked Beets Baked beets retain their sugary, delicate flavor if they are baked instead of boiled. Turn them frequently while in the oven, using a knife or wooden spoon as the puncture made by a fork allows the juice to run out. When done, remove the skin and serve with butter, salt, and pepper. Boiled Beets Select small-sized, smooth roots. They should be carefully washed, but not cut before boiling, as the juice will escape and the sweetness of the vegetable be impaired, leaving it hard and white. Put them into boiling water and boil until tender, which requires from one to two hours, even longer in winter. Do not probe them, but press with the finger to ascertain if sufficiently done. When done, take them up and place in a pan of cold water, and slip off the outside. Cut them in thin slices, and season with salt, pepper, butter, and, if preferred, a little sharp vinegar, or pass the vinegar with them. Stewed Beets Boil the beets, then scrape and slice them. Put them in a stew pan with a piece of butter rolled in flour, some boiled onion and parsley, chopped fine, and a little vinegar, salt, and pepper. Set the pan on the fire and stew for half an hour. The vinegar may be omitted and served at the table if preferred. Carrots are one of the economic vegetables, being not only exceedingly wholesome and toothsome, but, like the sweet corn, possess the advantage of being edible in root and top, the green tops being much relished by cows and horses, and the peelings and any surplus roots forming a most valuable addition to the winter ration of horse and cow. The juice of the yellow carrot, when expressed by grating the raw root and pressing the juice through a cloth, makes an excellent and harmless color for butter giving it the much-prized golden tint of early grass-butter in the spring. A good story is told of a mother who took an anemic daughter to a famous physician noted for his bluffness and brevity. A brief inspection, a briefer claret, and a wave of the hand dismissed patient and subject. A month or six weeks later the mother returned accompanied by a blooming daughter, and a physician's nod of approval. The mother, becoming loquacious, explained that she, quote, gave them to her three times a day, cooked and raw. Raw? exclaimed the physician in amazement, when it transpired that his brief directions of claret had been understood as carrots, and they had been liberally supplied with the result of perfect recovery, whether through the medium of faith or the medicinal qualities of the vegetable, remained a matter of individual experiment. But 
it is an item in favor of the carrots that they are of no uncertain tonic value to animals to grow carrots in perfection requires a rich deep sandy loam thoroughly prepared and deeply cultivated for an early crop the seed should be sown in april or may in drills one foot to fifteen inches apart scattering the seeds as thinly and evenly in the rows as possible and tramping them down for a late crop the seed may be sown as late as july first as soon as the plants are large enough they should be thin to stand four inches apart in the rows and must be kept clear of weeds and well cultivated a little nitrate of soda drilled into the soil along the rows will greatly hasten the growth or the nitrate may be applied with a watering pot by dissolving it in water phosphate worked into the rows before sowing the seed is a help to rapid growth when the animal fertilizer is limited but is not necessary in well fertilized land for table use the varieties known as bunching carrots of which the yellow danvers intermediate is the best should be selected these are a very smooth attractive sort and if well cultivated and thinned sufficiently will grow to large size and prove profitable for stock as well as for the table as even when large they are never coarse directions for cooking carrots the simplest and best liked method of cooking carrots is to peel or scrape till perfectly clean then cut in dice and cook until tender in salted water remove from the fire drain and return to the fire adding sufficient sweet cream to cover a tablespoonful of butter and salt and pepper to taste or two tablespoonfuls of butter rolled in flour add enough cream to cover and allow them to come to a boil and serve hot carrots are also served mashed like potatoes in which case they are cooked whole and mashed with a piece of butter salt and pepper and piled in a heap on a platter and served very hot a delicious substitute for plum pudding is made from a cupful of mashed carrots one cupful of mashed potatoes one cupful of flour one cupful of suet chopped fine one cupful of molasses one cupful of currants and one cupful of raisins boil in a pudding bag allowing roomful for it to swell three hours and serve with a creamed or hard sauce as preferred as a vegetable ingredient to consomme the carrot is invaluable and it forms an important ingredient in brief ragouts to prepare the latter secure a tender juicy stewing piece of beef having some fat attached cut in squares two or three inches in diameter and place in the skillet with a little butter or dripping and fry to a golden brown remove from the pan and to the butter add a tablespoonful of flour 
cook a few moments and add two cupfuls of warm water several medium or small onions whole or large onions sliced two or more carrots sliced crosswise and sufficient potatoes for the meal add the meat and cook until done and serve very hot on a large platter if the meal is likely to take longer to cook than the vegetables return it to the pan or kettle and cook until partly done when the vegetables may be added if the amount is large it will be better after browning the meat and preparing the gravy to place the whole in an iron or granite pot to cook when this is done the pot should be made hot before adding the ragu this is a delicious and appetizing dish for those who like a boiled dinner the addition of a head of celery cut into inch lengths much improves the flavor or a small quantity of celery seed may be substituted for the celery when the latter is not in season onions the most practical manner of growing onions in the kitchen garden is by the use of sets which may be set out early in spring in shallow drills twelve inches apart and the sets four inches apart in the drills the ground must be deeply dug and thoroughly pulverized and when the onions are up so that they can be seen hand weeding through the rows will be necessary the hand cultivator may be used to keep the space between the rows free from weeds care must be taken not to allow the mature onions to form seed as this will render them unfit for food the seed stalk forming a woody center in the onion which resists all efforts to cook tender by watching the plants and breaking off all blossom stalks as they form the onions will remain fit for use when stored for the winter there are no onions however so tender and delicate for table use as those grown from seed which may be sown in the open ground early in march or april and thinned out to stand three or four inches apart in the rows or they may at first be thinned to stand from one to two inches apart and as soon as large enough for the table use as young green onions every other onion may be removed allowing the remainder to mature for the winter use a method of culture we have found very satisfactory is to sow seeds in drills in august in very finely prepared ground which must be kept well cultivated and free from weeds a mulch of straw or other coarse litter as protection during winter should be given after the setting in of cold weather and this should be removed in spring seed sown at that season gives an abundance of early onions of the tenderest and best quality and the entire crop may be gathered in time for another sowing of seed in the following august onions succeed well when grown year after year on the same ground and when the bed is well cared for one or two years it gets in excellent tilth and is easily kept free from weeds by sowing onion seed in frames and transplanting in april onions of immense size may be produced 
and the labor is not much greater than that required by planting in the open ground, thinning, and giving the necessary preliminary weeding. In setting the young onions, which are very small and tender, a shallow trench is dug, and the plants laid against the side of it at intervals of four inches, the earth being then filled in and pressed down against them with the hoe. For this form of onion culture, the prize-taker type of onion is the best. This onion compares very favorably with the Bermuda onion, being of a pale yellow color, white flesh, mild flavor, and immense size. For general family use there is no onion to compare with the white Portugal or silver skin, while for pickling the white Barletta is an excellently satisfactory sort. One ounce of seed will plant one hundred feet of drill. Directions for cooking onions may seem superfluous to the experienced cook, but there are occasional points which may be new even to the old and experienced housekeeper. It may not be generally known, for instance, that cooking fried onions in milk before frying them renders them far more appetizing and delicate. This is an operation that must be undertaken with a light hand and quick eye, as onions cooked in milk burn very easily. In preparing onions for this manner of frying, they are first peeled and sliced, as in ordinary frying, and then placed in the sauté pan with enough water to cover, and cooked for a few moments, when the water should be turned off and replaced with an equal amount of milk, and allowed to cook till tender, when they are drained from the milk, and fried a delicate brown in butter. STUFFED SPANISH ONIONS These are a delicate and tasty form of serving this odorous vegetable. To prepare, use the large Bermuda or prize-taker onions. Peel the onions and scoop out from the top a portion of the center. Parboil five minutes and turn upside down to drain. Make a stuffing of the chopped onion taken from the centers, softened bread-crumbs, salt, pepper, and a generous amount of butter. Fill the onions heaping full and sprinkle the top with buttered crumbs. Cover and cook till tender, about an hour, in a pan containing a small quantity of water. Let them brown a very little before taking from the oven. End of section 14